Tonight on the podcast, we are talking about Deadpool 3. Harrison Ford joining the MCU. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Armor Wars becoming a movie instead of a Disney Plus show. We got our reviews of this week's episode of She-Hulk, The Rings of Power, video game news, plus tracking with Ish. We got a whole slate for you tonight. Sit back, relax, grab your finest adult beverage, and get ready to roll as it's Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked in to the Absolute Geek Podcast. Steven, hit my music. Friday night in Phoenix, and you're all locked into the best damn podcast in all the land. Better than any other podcast on any Wednesday night that you listen to, because it's Friday. It's the weekend. It's the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'll be joined shortly by Ish. But I figured I'd just kick it off and get started and be all by myself. Don't want to be. What's up, Joe's Doolin? Hey, Aaron, you beautiful lady. How are you? I hope you guys are having a great week, having a great Friday. Um, like you said last week, this week Lance is off somewhere, still searching for that brick oven pizza that, you know, that brick oven pizza, Pizza Hut. He's still out there searching away, scouring the world. Apparently, his travels have taken him to a foreign land. Uh, this this time, I guess. Godspeed to Lance. Hopefully, he finds that great brick oven that he's been searching for. Um, Max is no longer with us, uh, like we said at the end of the show last week. Um, so we're going to start our uh, our search, our search for uh, a new host, a new co-host with me and Lance. Um, and we've got Ish, of course. So the ever-elusive brick oven pizza, that's right. Um. So yeah, like I just want to kick off the show saying we are searching for a new host. So if you are someone who wants to get into this podcasting game, someone who maybe is already in this podcasting game and you're not getting the traction you want and you want to um, jump over and collab, um, anything along those lines, we are looking for people. Uh, one more person to add. Like I said, you got me, Lance, and Ish. Just looking for that uh third or fourth piece vocal piece i guess you could say but again i have i hope uh everyone is having a great night friday night and i guess already kick back relax and talk some goings on in the comic book and pop culture and geek communities i guess um no 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 uh, we're not looking for a brick oven pizza. Um, one of our hosts, if you're new here, one of our hosts swears that um, Pizza Hut used to have a brick oven pizza. A Pizza Hut in Gilbert, Arizona, or Chandler, Arizona, somewhere around there. He used to have a brick oven pizza uh, oven, and he is bound and determined to prove that he is not crazy. So it's just kind of a running inside gag, I guess. But, but yeah, uh, you've got a brick oven pizza right now. Nice. Is it 
is it frozen? Is it fresh? Pipe dreams, yeah. Lance will be uh, sorry he missed that, that he's got a brick oven pizza. Oh, Joe's dueling. Uh, pizza Hut used to have a fireplace back in the day, yeah. But I don't think they ever had a brick oven pizza, but I digress. Lance is still out there on the never-ending search. Um, so again, I'll be joined by Ish here momentarily. And uh, yeah, Peter Parker Pants says lies. What am I? I got a brick in my pizza oven right now. Oh, got you. Okay. Got you, got you, got you. Um, <laughs> you have a boat on the river? All right. Cool, Sticks. Sticks, if you want to come on, man, I'll shoot you a, I'll shoot you a link right now. But let me know. But it says, my name is Sticks. I've got too much time on my hands. I'm a renegade, and I have a boat on the river. Sign me up. <laughs> he can book it across Arizona to find it. Peter Parker Pan says, shh, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the show here, right? Let's get in a little geek news before, before Ish gets on. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'll share my screen. All right, sticks. I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a link, man. No worries. I uh, will do that momentarily, sticks. Um, that's right. I've got you on Facebook now. I don't want to waste time here while I'm shooting this to sticks. So, give me just a moment. Let me get this banner going here. Get into some. Geek news. That's right. We are kicking the show off tonight with a little bit of geek news. And first up in geek news, we are talking about um, the... The news heard around the world, uh, broken by Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds, that we are indeed getting a Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds has finally confirmed news about the highly anticipated third Deadpool movie. In a video shared to his social media channel, the actor, writer, writer, producer for the franchise. Also, funny enough, footy ball team owner, that's right, soccer team owner, Confirmed that the movie's release date, which will be September 6th, 2024, but also revealed who will star alongside him in the new movie, none other than Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Having previously hung up his claws after 2017's Logan, it's quite a surprise that the actor could be talked back into returning, but something made him consider it, perhaps the prospect of joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a big way. Super stoked by this. I think everybody who has seen this news has been super stoked by it. I don't know if there's anybody that... It's like, this is a terrible idea. This sucks. Um, A little too late, in my opinion. Like, um, I understand the Fox merger with Disney and all that going through, and you have to wait. I'm actually a little surprised by their choice to bring Hugh Jackman back instead of moving forward. I know that there's some contract issues with um, the X-Men and who can play them and uh, how that all works out going forward. 
in that the the old the other actors from like first class um and um apocalypse and dark phoenix and all those shows are are all those movies are locked into this this contract that i think it's what like 2025 they can't play the they can't recast them until 2025 so i don't know if wolverine the character of wolverine fell into that because i don't think hugh jackman had that clause because i think his um i think his uh contract ran up at the end of logan and that's why he walked away from the character so i don't think wolverine or hugh jackman falls into that clause the same clause that like um McAvoy or McAvoy does and um Cumberbatch and not not Benedict Cumberbatch who am I thinking of um god Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange uh, I'm trying to think of who else was in those X-Men movies uh whoever played Magneto um Ish what's up buddy Fast Benders hey. I'm on the podcast on the internet. You are, and I can hear it in the back. Hold on, I got—I forgot to mute my TV. I forgot—I got to mute my TV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's because we have not seen new fucking X Maxers. So I'm talking like, so apparently, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender. Jennifer Lawrence, um, all of the new cast members who've played in the X-Men movies movie uh, recently have that contract where they can't be recast till like 2025. I don't think Jackman's falls under that contract. What do you think of this news with, with Deadpool 3-ish? I don't know. I, I mean, it, you know, it's fun. I, lo- I love you, Jackman, in the role. Um I guess like the movie is what two years from now, so he's just two years that much older. I don't know. I, I it's I feel like it might just kind of be a, like maybe an extended cameo, a gag. Um, you know, I'm still just kind of waiting on new Wolverine. Either way, but it'll be fun to see him again. I think it allows you, like, if you want go back to the end of Deadpool too. He's got uh, cables. Watch. Hey sticks. Hey guys. If you go back down to Deadpool 2, he's got there cables like time travel watch. And so he can pretty much go anywhere in the multiverse. So he really that pretty much opens the multiverse up to him. So he could go back into a point in time. They've said that they're not touching Logan. And Logan plays takes place in like 2029. So he can go pretty Yeah, much he said that was timeline. that was his stipulation. That Logan had to remain canon no matter what. Couldn't mess with that. Yeah, so he could go back anywhere in time and this movie can take place, which would be, um, it would explain why he gets into the MCU. I'm almost feeling like we don't, uh, I'm almost feeling like he ends up in the MCU at the end of Deadpool three. And that's going to go into secret wars. Cause that, I think this movie leads off phase six. Um, it's either five or six, but it almost feels like a, uh, <laughs> It almost feels like Marvel's going for broke with this because they're their current phase in this year, like Thor Love and Thunder tank. Moon Knight wasn't that great. She Hulk's wait, wait, wait a minute. Crashed. Thor Love and Thunder made 
one and a half billion dollars. Yeah, it still wasn't a good it movie. Tanked, it tanked in our hearts, <laughs> yes, not well, in Disney's wallets. Right. Disney made a ton of money off that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be as as it may, it wasn't a good movie. It was terrible. So, it was middle of the road at best. I feel like it's uh, worst. It's a little bit of a like going for broke like all right well how can we get people invested in our stuff again and stop trashing us well let's give them deadpool 3 all right we're already working on that but let's get hugh jackman to come back as logan and let's get let's give them let's redo x-men origins wolverine yeah i definitely think that can get fans off their couches into the theaters that that's like spider-man bringing back toby mcguire right essentially yeah it's a it's right around those same lines but I don't know if it's going to be that heavy duty because those Spider-Mans were integral to the story and plot of that movie. Right. I don't know. I, I'm still feeling Jack, Hugh Jackman's just kind of kind of be almost a gag showing up. You think so? I don't know. I think so. I think Unless, I don't know. Do you guys gag. think that, it, you know, it might be like a team up Deadpool and Wolverine throughout the whole movie. I think he's going to be an so. integral part of the story i think so with as much as like they're pushing the fact that jackman is going to be in this movie it's i think he's going to be in it a substantial amount okay fair enough what if what if they put it where it takes place right after um where wolverine is in underwater in that last oh right after there, um x-men uh days of future days past. of future past yeah yeah, yeah. What if it kind of takes place in there? Because that would be what, like late eighties, at that point. Mm, I want to say seventies. Seventies. Yeah, I was thinking late seventies. Yeah, that was. I couldn't remember if he, if he jumped again or not. If he went ahead, I couldn't remember. Maybe Deadpool breaks him out of the Weapon X facility because, in that movie, he hasn't had the Animantium claws yet. Yeah, so he could, um, like you said, he could time jump to any point. Right, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't really be a problem. That might be a cool kind of way of linking it all together. Yeah, it's going to be a buddy road trip movie. Is what it's going to be the, with a lot of like killing. So, and- so are we just assuming this is now officially MCU, or? Well, I think it is official MCU because they own the rights, and I mean, yeah, they're thanking and they're thanking Kevin Feige in it, and they're putting it. At the right, it's it's taking up one of those uh, unannounced time slots or dates for the uh, Marvel okay. phase. I want to say phase six. I can't keep my Marvel phases straight anymore. So is it going to be? Because I have a feeling it almost it's going to open with them in another you know dimension or universe, not necessarily on Earth nine nine nine. Yeah, I have a feeling it's and then they kind of make their way into the MCU. So it's take so yeah, it's kicking off that it's kicking off that phase six. So you have um you have Fantastic Four in November twenty twenty four. And then you have a fall twenty twenty four movie, which Deadpool is gonna be up September, so that leads me to believe that's gonna be where Deadpool sits right before um Fantastic Four. So, okay. 
It's the yeah, same I mean, thing with Fantastic Four. We're, we don't know yet if they're going to be, if their origin story is going to be in the current continuity or are they going to cross over from another dimension or another multiverse or timeline. Right, or... right. I, I think there's certain characters that you can kind of, for the most part, skip over their origin story because it's they've been around for so long. Like, like they did with Spider-Man? Like they did with Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, um, they kind of they had a hit. If, like, if, if you're referring to the FF, actually... you still need a good one from the FF. At least Spidey had several, you know, good ones. You want, I mean, want FF to go back and give you another origin story? Like, I don't know. We've yeah. seen it twice now. Yeah, kind of. Well, one barely counts. Fan if, if anything, you might get the fl- like a, a flashback at the beginning. You know, cosmic rays, blah blah blah. Here's where we're at now. Which, I don't want the FF to just show up out of nowhere and just already be the FF. Right. Which, I mean, it it would make sense for Deadpool to start in that... Um, what what universe is it that Doctor Strange is in when he meets the Illuminati? Because you get that version of Charles Xavier in the wheelchair, and then he says the same thing to Doctor Strange that he says... In, uh, to his younger self in Days of, Fe- Days of Future's Past. So it would make sense that he's from that same timeline. So who knows? I w- They're so up in the multiverse well, that, right now. Yeah. That verse, I, I feel that. that that Professor X was literally live action cartoon X-Men. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right down to the chair. I mean, the chair is a dead giveaway. Yeah. So that's not but. necessarily, I don't know if that's where... Well, I guess Plus the Deadpool fact that could, that's the thing with Deadpool. He can show up anywhere, almost do anything. He's like the Joker card in a pack. You can you can accept something, some sort of ridiculous way of him just being like, now nah, I'm part of the MCU. But with some of the other characters, though, I feel like I just hope they do it right. What, like Doom? Doom, FF, X-Men. Like, I mean, are we, we're not expecting Hugh Jackman to, like, now start appearing in other MCU movies, right? I think this is might be just kind of... Oh, I don't yeah, know. I That's why I keep thinking it's it. like a stunt. It's stunt casting. It's a big gag, but... Yeah. I it could be a big part yeah, of the story that gets Deadpool into the MCU, so who knows? Well, I yeah. think that's what they're going to try and do, right? They're going to try and... Work them in somehow, either whether or not at the end of the movie they all go to like a, the Secret Wars or whatever it's going to be for the next big conglomeration movie like Avengers. Yeah, because I mean, it's leading into Kang Dynasty and it's leading into the Secret Wars, and um, it's got a lot of people started clamoring for um, X23 to show up here now, and maybe, maybe this is where they go. We're all expecting the the Logan James Howlett Wolverine. What if we get the the Laura Wolverine? What if we get X twenty three as Wolverine instead? You know, that'd be a good way. Marvel likes to gender bend things, so would it still be the girl from Stranger Things? Um, from Stranger Things. Isn't that isn't the girl that played? Uh, I don't the girl, think so. The, the young girl in. Um, and Logan? Logan. Yeah. Isn't that the girl from Stranger Things? I don't think so. Or am I am I mixing them up? I probably am. I think you're I think you're mixing um 
which which girl from Stranger Things are you talking about? Uh, was it seven or eleven? Oh, she's uh, Anola Holmes. Oh, yeah, she's not in Logan. Okay. Yeah, it's a different girl. All right, I thought that was her because I remember Logan took a while to come out, so I didn't know. Yeah, um, it's uh, Daphne Keene. She's in uh, His Dark Materials, Logan. Um, okay, my bad. No, you're good. God damn it, Sticks. How dare you fuck that up? That's it, I'm out of here. God damn it, Sticks. No, I'm no back. it's all good. Um, <laughs> I might have to join uh, Lance looking for that brick oven pizza. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, more MCU news. Marvel City announces that Basim Tariq has stepped down as the director for the MCU's upcoming Blade reboot, starring Mahershala Lee. Due to continued shifts in our production schedule, Basim is no longer moving forward as director of Blade, but will remain as an executive producer on the film. Marvel said in a statement given to The Hollywood Reporter, we appreciate Basim's talent and all his work he's done getting Blade to where it is. Prior to this announcement, Blade was on track to start shooting in November. It's unclear how if Tariq's departure will affect the film's production. Marvel Studios has reportedly already started searching for a new director. Well, didn't it... Oh, they also say today, and it was maybe the Hollywood Reporter that Sam Raimi might be taking over. Ooh, I did not see that. I don't know. I know it's, uh, it is a Sam Raimi mark, so I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, actually, I I started that rumor. Oh, did you? <laughs> Ish knows someone from the Hollywood Reporter. He just calls it in. <laughs> I don't know. I tell I tell him I'm from the Scottsdale Reporter. I feel like this is movie. This movie's been coming out since what? When was this movie announced? Twenty nineteen, I want to say, at San Diego Comic Con, and it's now twenty twenty two, and we're still well. No even years before that, out. it was bandied about as a series. So it was always we always know, knew like yeah. Blade was in play for years. And I know Wesley Snipes was uh, campaigning pretty hard to come back and play the character again, but it's just like four years, man, and still or well actually no sorry three years 2019 to 2022 three years and we still haven't gotten we're no closer to getting a blade movie the closest we've been is his voice at the end of eternals so yeah yay <laughs> uh zaggy says i'm curious if wesley snipes make his appearance will he blow all his money on legos maybe <laughs> i like to see him show up as like maybe dracula or something yeah, there was that rumor that he was going to play like Tomb of Dracula, Dracula, which I thought was a great way to bring back series. What if he plays, um, what was his mentor's name in the first movie? Whistler. Whistler. What if he plays Whistler? <laughs> That'd be interesting, too. <laughs> I'd like to see him come back and get another, another crack at it. Another chance. So to, do you guys, do you guys think this stuff? news means that kind of you know the movie this director had a particular vision, and that perhaps Disney or Marvel has decided to go in a completely different direction? I think it's more so. It makes me question like um, rewrites, and yeah, because this feels like a creative kind of turnover, not just. 
a well, production I'll, delay, but they're kind of like, go to well, our, maybe they're not happy with the story. What? Maybe. Well, kind of go to our next story too, because it ties into it. But a new report claims that X Men ninety seven's head writer has replaced um, the current right screenwriter of of Blade. So, like I said, it, it could be a fact of script, okay. like script rewrites and them having to push the schedule, and he's um, already contractually obligated to direct something else, or you know, there the production he's got something else that starts production at that time. Um, who knows? Or, but I mean, to me, it sounds like, I mean, Marvel has not confirmed this news yet, but to me, it sounds like the, the script is going through massive rewrites and he's just, it's just not every, this movie has been moved or messed with so many times. It's just not on his radar anymore. But I, I, I think the problem might be that they, yeah, the rewrites, but I think they've changed what they want to do with it going forward. Probably a couple times over now because it's been so long. Yeah. You know, you start out with a vision when you initially announce it. Hey, we're going to do a Blade movie. So you already have an outline of what you got to do. Now it's been six years and now we got to change it because we're here. We're, we're further along than we thought we would be. So now we got to do a different movie than what we had planned. Yeah, or yeah, or, or the script just didn't fit in. Like you see, well, I see what you're saying. Like the script just didn't fit in the overall it didn't fit picture of where the MCU is going. In whatever phase number they're at when it comes out, mm-hmm. and, I, and that might change again. You know, by the time worst case scenario is uh, they saw all the money that Love and Thunder made, and they're like, "We got to make this a hilarious romp." I hope not. <laughs> I'm being facetious, but like I, I know, said, I know you scenario. are. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I mean, I'm... possibly it could be that they've seen, you know, in the last year or two, what's been working and what's not, what's been not working with the fans, and maybe they're, you know, they're like, we got to change the story because it might have been one of those yeah. where they're like, yeah, people weren't yeah. liking this kind of stuff. So you're thinking it's going to be a Blade Dead and Loving It type of movie? It's going to be a what? <laughs> But I mean, the main actor is not, you know, he's not really known for his comedy. He's a pretty serious actor. So I find it hard if they, you know, if they went for a light tone, that might be a disaster. A few actors who went from straight or like that and then doing comedy and pretty much doing good at it. A couple, no one's popping into my head right now. Well, it's it's scary to me because this movie is slated to come out November third of next year of twenty twenty three. So you're looking at we're almost yeah we're almost in October. So is it that they're already planning on moving that? I I mean, we're already almost in October, so it's a year and two months. Um, it'll it'll take them at least three months to a new director whether it's sam raimi or whoever it may be and then they'll have to redo where the productive schedule so you're pushing it maybe until um summer of next year before they start filming i know or spring at the earliest i'd like to see him go after like um michael is it um jordan peele i'd like to see him go after like jordan peele for this movie versus sam raimi i think jordan peele just has that 
that good horror voice right now, I would love to see what he did that that movie versus like the likes of Sam Raimi or like yeah, his <laughs> last his last few movies were horror, right? The Jordan Peele, yeah. Oh, um, as far as I'm, I think he's you know, only made horror movies. Yeah, he's only made because oh. what Get Out was horror. Oh, um, Nope was horror. All right, um, I'm, I'm thinking us. of Key and Peele. Oh, right. okay. Gotcha. That's what I had in my head, Key and Peele. But I knew the the, the Peele horror movies. I thought it was the same guy. Chose Dylan says, as long as Marvel stops casting Pat and Oswald for things, I'll be happy. What has he been? I know he was in um, he was in Sandman, but was it, what was he in recently in Marvel? He did the voice for Modok. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, Modok. Agent Shield. Shield. He was the voice of Modok. See, I wanted him to play Doc Ock in Spider Man. Like, I think he would have been an awesome Doc Ock. But maybe he could be Puck in the Alpha Flight movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get that right. You know, we're getting it. Alpha Flight. Yeah, because I mean, it's the first half looking, just looking at the breakdown here, the first half of Phase 5 is already filmed, like Ant-Man Quantumadium filmed and done. Secret Wars filmed and done. Guardians of the Galaxy that's in post-production. Echo supposedly is wrapped. Loki Season 2, I think they're working on now. The Marvels, that's filming currently. So that takes us right up through July 28th of 2023 leading into Blade or Ironheart. So Ironheart, Blade, Agatha. I'm assuming Daredevil's got stuff going on because you're hearing a lot about Daredevil. Uh, Captain America New World Order, I'm sure, is going on. It's in getting ready to start rolling because you're hearing a lot about that with <laughs> She-Hulk and then Thunderbolts. They already, you know, they gave us a Thunderbolts cast, so... Yeah, it's a little scary why if Blade actually gets off the ground where they say. But I think I think you meant Secret Invasion, not Secret Wars. Yes, sorry, Secret Invasion. I did. Yeah. You're correct. Secret Wars I was is thinking, Secret later Wars down the line. Twenty five. Yeah. That's yeah, like coming out in twenty five. So I don't know. But hopefully they figure it out and we get Blade on time. I'm I'm excited for Blade. I'm, whenever it comes out, I like the original series, and I hope they fit it good into the MCU. Yeah, and, and Herschel Ali, the great actor. Yes. And apparently, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors coming out around or out and around too that he's unhappy with the the way Blade has been is being handled. So, who knows? What's going to happen with him if he if he's even going to stay on? If he's going to that might have stemmed from why the director left. Very well, could have. But Joe's doing says MCU needs to lean to the horror side of things. We'll see what what happens with uh, Werewolf by Night. Like, are either of you excited for Werewolf by Night? Yeah, I still haven't even watched the trailer Medium. for it. Medium, I, I haven't either. Yeah, and that comes out in a couple couple weeks, right? Uh, it's either next week or the week after. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they've kind of been doing it's horror, that, right? I thought WandaVision was kind of 
horror centric. Not yeah, all the way horror centric, but for sure. Yeah. And they tried to pull that Doctor Strange was going to be a horror movie too, but I don't really think you throw one zombie in it and it's horror. Like, I get it was, I'm trying to say horror dark. with the way like Wanda was tearing apart the Illuminati and. It was dark for sure. I wouldn't call it horror, but it no. was dark. But what Doctor Strange next... too? Yeah, yeah. Which one we talking about? That was a horror about movie. Doctor Strange. You think it's a horror movie? Yeah, as as uh, uh, that's the closest MCU has gotten to a to a horror movie. Yeah, for sure. but I mean, it's not anywhere near like classic horror. Like, yeah. What what in your opinion is makes that a horror movie? Because when I think a horror movie, I'm thinking like you're gonna scare me. You're gonna I'm you know suspense. I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat, and I was none of that in that movie. Okay, well maybe you weren't scared, but you know there was some scenes where they're like running in those tunnels and stuff. Maybe teenagers might have you know. Yeah, there were a couple of jump scares. Not, so I'm not used to all the tropes because we're used to Sam Raimi movies, so we know when someone's walking backwards, they're gonna bump into a hanging hand, and you know what I mean. There's gonna be a big music cue, and it's a jump scene, and. We've seen those a million times, but younger audiences haven't, so they fall for that stuff. Well, like they're a all going to hide in the garage behind hanging chains. Not a five-year-old, fifteen-year-old. How about it? I don't even think a fifteen-year-old found that movie scary. Give your five-year-old to Doctor Strange too. Come on. Hey, I've seen parents taking younger kids to Deadpool, so I wouldn't be surprised. I, if I, I, I got, I got a totally '90s horror vibe from that movie. You know, some of the shots, the way they were composed and done, were like straight up out of previous Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't classify it as horror, but each their own, I guess. MCU horror. I would like MCU horror light. I think I think DC is doing more horror right now than Marvel. <laughs> yes, they are. Just by putting a movie out, it's just pure horror. <laughs> but I just got the notification for uh, a preview for uh, Black Adam. We'll see how good that one is. Oh, you're gonna go hey, to the pre- not- early showing yep. it? Yeah, I think it's nice. on the twentieth. Nice. I just want to point out your mom agrees with me. What? That is a horror movie. Yes, hundred percent nineties horror vibe. Yeah. There was no big titty blonde running anywhere, and there was no teenage sex. I guess it'd be more That's 80s. The 80s. Horrors. Those were the <laughs> 80s horrors. Wow. Everyone got punished for sex by axe wielding, or machete swinging hockey fans. But yeah. or uh, yeah, no, 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 uh, no Phoenix Coyotes uh, fans were injured in the making of that movie. Wait, there's Phoenix Coyotes fans. I've never met one. People show up to the games. I, I assume they're they're fans, unless they're just there for the other team. For the record, I think a lot of I'm people a big Coyotes fan. No, you're not. Yes, Nobody I am. Coyotes I, fan. You're obligated dude, to say that because you live. No, not at all. Dude, I went to the friggin' inaugural game. They did once like a top ten like most greatest games in franchise history. And I was like, I went to like eight or nine of those games. I was there. I'm I'm a big Caddies fan. Not like the Leafs, but every, every game they they get to put on that they don't cancel the team is a 
Okay, wait a minute. You say there's no Coyotes fan. The <laughs> the best hockey player in the world today is a, is because he grew up a Coyotes fan. Austin Matthews. Jeez. Dude, Coyotes so, fan. That, your hard. argument was just torpedoed. No. Listen, I'll, I can sit there and say I'm a Coyotes fan, but it doesn't mean you're really a Coyotes fan. You're a Coyotes hater. I'm not a Coyotes hater, but I would not call him. I've gone to a couple Coyotes games. I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a diehard fan. I'm a. I've been to two. I, I've been I've been to two at their stadium. I'm a Red Wings fan through and through, so I don't really care about oh, the Coyotes. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, this okay. explains it all. I came on this show. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm I'm yeah, more. I, I will admit, I am more of a football fan before hockey. It usually, it goes football, hockey basketball and then baseball last because i can't stand baseball except for when they're in the world yeah. series so. you know me me like ish our teams really haven't won much lately buffalo sabers but uh, uh, I, i'm waiting to see how hot we start out the season so i know how badly we're going to be at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> joe's Doolin says poor sticks is sabers fan Cardi West I says, I eat red wings made of coyote. Wow. <clears throat> All right. That's why they had to move to a smaller. That Glendale kicked them out of here because they're like, listen, you're not generating any for us. Get out of here. And then they go to a smaller arena so it looks like they're selling out. So Dude, the, tickets for, the tickets for the coyotes this season are crazy. They start at like $350. Yeah, because it's a smaller arena now. Yeah. When did they go they're to a smaller arena? Profit. Well, they did at the end of last season, so they're in like a, yeah, they, um, how many people they how moved many... out of there? Must too bad. I, I saw them at the one. original, their the first arena. So I went to a couple of Sabres games there. Yeah, yeah the uh, city of Glendale kicked them out of there. They were like, "We don't want you here anymore. You're out later." Yeah, and now the city of Glendale oh. has an empty arena. And a whole so shopping gonna, mall that, that they're gonna do uh, forty-five home games a year. They just killed. Well, Gretzky left, and they all went to pot. They're gonna have um, they're gonna have pro bull riding there like, now, ish. Pro bull riding. They are. You'll be, be surprised how many people go out for that. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got your mom go suck, real worked up. Go now. suck a football shaped dick. Hockey is the best. Videos, please. <laughs> please, hockey is a good sport, but I'm just not. And they the Coyotes just Dude, at least not. support your home team. Come on, I am the Detroit Red Wings. That's I'm not, a Michigan okay. boy. I'm not from here. All right, that's the same way with me and the Leafs. But now I'm here. I'm not giving you any. I'm not giving you any shit for supporting the Leafs. The Leafs are fine. He could, but he's not. I'm not. Yeah, you'd be the only person in the world who would give a Leaf fan some shit right now. (laughs) Well, I'm just like I said. They got a winning record now. Give them a couple weeks. Oh wait, sorry. (laughs) Zaggy says don't like hockey, but the Avs won the cup. But all right, back on topic here though. Damn you, ish in your hockey. 
Uh, new rumor okay. indicates that Marvel uh, considered the legendary Harrison Ford to play General Ross in the upcoming upcoming Thunderbolts film. The Hot Mike podcast claimed multiple sources indicating that Marvel either previously or is currently considering Ford to take over the role of General Ross in the new Thunderbolts film. Uh, William Hurt previously played Ross in several MCU films, but he passed away earlier in 2022. Insiders did not indicate whether Ford had made a decision one way or another on the role. Harrison, see, like I said, I feel like this is Marvel. This is grasping at straws. Yeah. Because he's, they're like what 84, 83? He's 80. He's gonna, but still, I don't think he's gonna take the, that. The previous General Ross actor died because he was an old dude. Now they're giving the role to an even older dude. Listen, right. Harrison he should be Ford. retired. What general is still working at like you know the level Thunderbolt Ross operates at when they're 80? Harrison Ford is immortal, man. He's had a door fall on him. He's crashed a plane into a golf course <laughs> and walked away from it. Like, nothing can keep this man down. So I wouldn't be surprised if he lives to be, like, 200. Net, maybe not that old, but, like, 105 at least, and he stays acting right up until, until that day. And with technology, they just needed to use deep fake on him. He could put his face on I'm a younger actor. And... Someone hasn't done a video yet of him red hulking out. Right. I can't. But, I don't know. In my mind, it, that's such a ridiculous idea. Like I said, so it feels need... like it's grasping for straws, man. Like they're they're saying, Lord, "Love and Thunder" isn't, you know, it, yeah, it did a, a ton of money, but it's not getting the praise that Ragnarok, its predecessor, did in Ragnarok. Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness wasn't getting that great of praise. Um, what else? Moon Knight, She Hulk. Miss, I mean, Miss Marvel. Not Miss Marvel got kind words, but there, it just feels like recently they got kind words and then zero views. So that's they're striking happen. out. So here's what I want to ask from the internet. I want a video from Harrison Ford from Air Force One where he's saying, "Get off of my plane," and I want him to Hulk out after that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I don't even know, like. Yeah, because they didn't announce. I thought for sure Abomination would have been in that movie over Red Hulk after uh, William Hart died. But if they're really going to... Because that's where it feels like, to me, She-Hulk is leading up to, right? That they're trying to get her blood to make a Red Hulk. I think so. Or a Red She-Hulk. Or a Red She-Hulk. There you go. But... So maybe Ross never even becomes Red Hulk. Or, right. Yeah. Or they go the route of like the uh, the old UPN cartoon where they had the leader and his uh, gamma force there, all the people he tried to turn into the Hulk. That's good. Well, we already know the leader's coming back for Captain America New World Order, so yeah. um, that's a good that, theory too, Sticks. That, that might make a UPN canon. But I don't know. Harris, I just, I like I said, I see this as grasping for straws. Like they're so worried about the way they've been perceived lately that they're trying to bring in bigger named actors to, or bring back. They're trying to do the old WWE thing ish when 
numbers dwindle, sure. we bring sure. back a legend, you know? Yeah. Call up Stone Cold, call up The Rock, call up Hulk Hogan, call up anybody to come back to, to boost those numbers. So I mean look at uh I mean if they do cast yeah. him, that just tells me this character is not gonna be around for long. It's not like Harrison Ford's like I'm gonna play this character till I'm ninety, you know. Yeah, I definitely don't see a ten year you might, a ten it might year just deal. be one and done, and that's no, it. For, yeah, it's gonna be a one movie deal. Yeah, one not maybe do two five movies. Yeah, I'm not gonna want to stick around for five movies. Yeah, so if that's the case, forget him being Red Hulk or, or you know, they do it once or something. I don't know. Fine. Yeah, you're right. It's a whole. It's like WWF stunt casting. Yeah, yeah, stunt casting. Two weeks from now, they got DX coming back. That's, you know. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. I don't know, man. I just I just don't feel like this makes sense. And just by this announcement and then the, De- the Deadpool 3 announcement, it just feels like they're, they're doing the old, like I said, WWE trope. Bring back the legends when our, our fucking views are going down. <laughs> This also could You're, be a leak to remind people that they're doing a movie. You know, there you go. Hey, let's just, you know, tell them that uh, we're, we're thinking about Harrison Ford to get us back at the news. And then we'll have somebody else. That... I don't know. I don't <laughs> Is DX <laughs> really going to be that awesome when they roll out uh, Triple H off a heart attack? You can't really do anything, get involved or be physical anymore in a aging bald Shawn Michaels who can barely super kick anybody anymore. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I watched him on NXT the other day and I Ripple's felt bad for him. Oh, Shawn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't What about Vince McMahon as Thunderbolt Ross? <laughs> I mean, he's got nothing but time on his hands, right? Uh, let's throw, let's oh. throw that out there into the universe. <laughs> Another I think you could do it. 80-year-old man. Just have him say you got no chance in hell to Mark Ruffalo and the crowd, whole crowd will pop. <laughs> pop him full of steroids again and he'll hulk out. Triple H can still beat the shit out of you. Wow. All wow. right. That's, yeah, that's a good <laughs> comeback. <laughs> Triple H could beat the shit out of a lot of people still. Yes, but I'm just saying it's, he's not that big of a draw anymore. He could probably beat the shit out of Harrison Ford. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta use the old uh, bad news Brown uh, maneuver at him and give him the old heart punch and bring right. down for the count. Boom. Exactly. Just uh, what's that new punch that they teach in the new season of Cobra Kai that just makes it where you can't breathe anymore? And Triple H goes down. <laughs> just aim for the schnoz. You can't miss it. Home. What's next? <laughs> Your mom says my toddler could beat the shit out of Harrison Ford. <laughs> a door, a door did. So you know, right? Peter Parker Pan says no one needs the Red Hulk right now. Focus on the basics first. Get your shit back together, Marvel. Exactly, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Next up, we have the upcoming Marvel Studios feature, Armor Wars, originally planned as a six-episode Disney Plus series is being reworked to a theatrical movie. 
As reported by THR, the project will retain the star Don Cheadle, reprising his longtime running Marvel Cinematic Universe role as James Rhodey, a.k.a. War Machine. Although no release window for Armor Wars has been announced, when the change was made, it's expected that it will now be pushed back in Marvel's slate of upcoming features. I could see this being... Um, I want to say I could see this taking the place of Blade uh, if they release Ironheart earlier than November. Because I would I would assume Ironheart's going to play big into a movie called Iron Wars. So, really, I don't even know yeah. what the plot for this is going to be, and I don't think they do either. And so that's why they're like, well, we'll make it a movie, and they just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. So well, a lot of a lot of speculators, and I I like the idea of it where they say that uh, he'll be going up against Army Hammer. That'd be cool. So I like that idea. You mean Justin Hammer? Yeah, Justin Hammer, and not Army Hammer. Not, everyone's going up against Army, Army Hammer right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Army Hammer's gonna bring his bag of ropes and and get ready for some kinky shit with with Rhodey. That's that's about to happen. Don Cheadle's about to get. I'm not gonna touch that. I'm right. not touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe uh, maybe they'll do like a clone thing, and you'll get Terrence Howard back. As Rhodes, and you won't be able to know who the real Rhodey is. Yes, Joe's Doolin Army Hammer is apparently a cannibal. <laughs> but he's uh, eating Ish's heart right now. That's why Ish had to step away. He probably went to get his food. Right? Let us know what he's housing this week. Yeah. <laughs> but. Your mom says, "I don't watch him fight Army Hammer." Things I'd like to see happen for Armor Wars. I always like the uh, Punisher with the Warhammer machine armor. I thought that was good in the comics. That would be cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you get our, or you get um, you finally get Norman Osborn as the true Iron Patriot. Uh, yeah. It would be, I mean, but it makes sense. I never thought of that being a storyline where he's going to fight Justin Hammer and Hammer's uh, robots. That'd be that'd be cool, too. Yeah. But Next, we got actor Bruce Willis, who recently announced his retirement from acting, <laughs> sells his deep fake likeness rights so his face can continue to appear in films. Willis okay. allowed Deep Cake, which makes it uh, described as a digital twin, to use his face... And a phone ad. Willis said in a statement, I like the uh, precision with which my character turned out. It's a, m- a mini movie in my usual acting comedy genre. For me, it is a great opportunity to go back in time, he added. With the advancement of modern technology, even when I was on another continent, I was able to communicate, work, and participate in filming. It's a very new and interesting experience. And I think our entire um, and I think our entire team do <laughs> Bruce Willis. Just um, let it go, man. Yeah, this this reminds me of uh, when they tried to when they wanted to put um, like classic uh, actors in like uh, vacuum commercials and mm-hmm. back in the day, when, you know, live action with their like animated, you know what? I I don't know. No one's going to want to see Bruce Willis in 30 years in a movie. 
Nobody wants they're to barely, see. Bruce. They're barely watching his movies now. <laughs> I was just about to say, nobody wants to see Bruce Willis at a movie right now. So, why do you want to see him deep faked? They're gonna deep fake him so they can make Huxton Hawk too. Because that piece I was of just shit. Thinking that. <laughs> that trash ass movie needs a sequel. But I thought for sure that would coax Ish back onto the screen, talking shit on Huxton Hawk. But yeah, I don't know. He'll probably come, he'll probably come back and say that was his like third favorite movie. Of Bruce Willis's use use deep fake for better technology than making Bruce Willis. It'll be like the the pitch will be like, see Bruce Willis in the movie and he's not an asshole, or Bruce Willis is no longer hard to work with because he it's just his face is deep faked. So, so basically now you'd have to hire an actor like they did for the Luke Skywalker thing to play to, to placehold him as a solid figure than just digital. As, as, that's not worth it. I'm glad he got money for it, but <laughs> your mom says, "Get that name out of your mouth." I don't want to have to watch it tonight. <laughs> See? See, I told you, fucking Hudson Hawk, <laughs> dude, fucking Hudson Hawk. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Of <laughs> your um, of yeah. what not to do in cinema. Audience listening, if you haven't seen Hudson Hawk, turn off this podcast. Turn off this podcast (laughs) right now and go watch Hudson Hawk. That's true, Zaggy. He did. Zaggy said James Earl Jones just sold his voice for a crap load of money. Yep. Get more money to use your likenesses any way possible. People want his voice. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, what do you I mean, what are you going to use Bruce's likeness for? Like Something Die Hard related. Yeah. That's pretty much it, really. Die Hard from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard dead and buried. Die Hard six feet under. Or Hudson Hawk too. Good day to Die Hard this time. Yeah. Good day to stay dead. I don't know. I could just keep going, but no Hudson Die Hawk two ish. Die Hard, where's my car? Die hard. Die hard, where's my card? <laughs> Die hard, whose face is on my body? But uh, McDonald's reveals its collaboration with Cactus, or Cactus Plant Flea Market to create adult Happy Meals with blasts from the past, past, uh, the past toys. I can't talk. As reported by CNN, the fast food restaurant chain is hoping to appeal to older customers by introducing limited edition adult Happy Meals. We're taking one of the most nostalgic McDonald's experiences and literally repackaging it in a new way that hyper that's hyper relevant for our older adult fans. Customers can purchase the adult Happy Meals at the drive-thru by delivery or McDonald's app starting October 3rd. So that would be Monday uh, until supplies run out. If purchased on the app, McDonald's will enter the customers in a uh, current contest every week to win such uh, and items for T-shirts for collabs with ca- cla- I can't talk cactus plant flea markets. And a, gr- and a grimace chair. I want the grimace chair. Right. Why, why do they get a fries? piece of apple fries? And your little chocolate milk. Yeah, fuck this. If there isn't a bag Adult. of cookies in there, I'm going to riot. <laughs> get your little three-piece McNugget. Your little <laughs> extra small fry. Your small, your yeah, your apple juice or small Coke with your apple slices or whatever. And uh, get your little, to- your little four-eyed toy like, you're not I, sharing it with your kids like, this is for adults this is for daddy yep 
This is Daddy's Happy Meal. No, listen, an adult Happy Meal would be like a, a twenty-piece big nugget, vodka bottle. Yeah, with a small little bo- <laughs> bottle of vodka, a joint, or a little like a little an bag edible. of coke. Yeah, an edible or or something, <laughs> not fucking yeah. some little toy or. Sad fact is that these will probably end up. We're sitting here making fun of this. These probably end up going for like hundreds of dollars online at, at some point. Like if oh, if their supplies last, they're going to be like stupid, ridiculous amount of money. And it's going to be but, hipsters that buy that shit. Let's not uh, be um, fools to think that adults aren't buying Happy Meals now for the time. Right. You know, I, yeah. yeah how Pokemon many, uh, and. I was gonna say, yeah, how many yeah, Pokemon and Sonic stuff. Cards? Yeah, adults were hoarding that shit. Yeah. Yes, Saggy, the toys will sell probably for a lot of money. So, it's it sounds stupid, but I'm sure they'll make a lot of money off of it. I've never even heard of Cactus Plant Flea Market before. Apparently, they make super overpriced stuff. So. So <laughs> Zaggy says, I just asked for the like toys that. now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You get a little bottle of vodka and edible. A little a 20 piece one. McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> a little piece of cactus. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe you get like peyote in there or something. You can have peyote button. <laughs> yeah. A mini vintage Playboy. Yeah, the, the Grimace toy is really just a, a gummy edible. Nice. I would do it. Yeah. Just like lace with shrooms. <laughs> Wait, I have a couple of masks. Does it come with a free sample of Lipitor? Sure, why not? But I don't know. Well, That's it for geek news. Let's talk a little bit of video game news. Video game news. In a surprising move, Google Stadia, Google's cloud gaming service, is officially shutting down. And the company will issue refunds to the platform's users. Vice President and General Manager of Stadia released the Stadia shutdown details on Google's official blog. According to Harrison, the main reason Google is abandoning Stadia is that the service hasn't gained the traction with its users that it initially expected. It has, um, in his statement, Harrison also promised that Google would refund Stadia users all the hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all the games and add-on content purchased made through the Stadia Store. Users will have access to their games library through January 18, 2023, and Google expects that most Stadia refunds will be completed by mid-January 2023. Despite Stadia's shutdown, Harrison also stated that several Stadia employees will remain at Google. Shocker that this didn't work, and I kind of feel like... Netflix is getting into this game too, and I kind of see that failing also. I'm going to tell you, I've never heard of this. You've never heard of Google Stadia? No. Wow. Nope, never heard of it. That's probably why it failed. Yeah. I didn't know about it. Yeah, they. Did. I mean, they had some press on it. I, I want to say it started like early, like, like early, right before the pandemic. And yeah. you would think that it would you would have to get like a specialty well, controller for it. And like the whole thing was like, you could play your games anywhere. And 
they had some big titles like Destiny 2 was released for this. Um, Resident Evil, I want to say Resident Evil Village was released for this. There were some, like I said, big AAA titles that came out for it, but it just, yeah, it didn't, it's all cloud based. It didn't go very far, apparently. Did, did so. they have any games that were exclusive to them that the other mm-hmm. platforms didn't have? I don't no. think so. I think they were all just cross platform games. So, so it was just kind of a, a mobile option. Yeah, know, I mean, it was like a cloud-based gaming where you could play games pretty much anywhere and you didn't need a powerhouse PC or, or anything like that for it. So but so they're going to 100% everybody for anything they bought on their platform. Which tells me that not a lot okay. of people bought stuff on that platform if they're going to just <laughs> refund it for everybody. Well, everybody that bought it through the Google Store anyways. It's probably right. like 1500 people if that so they're just like eh, whatever we got the money we'll just refund it all no problem Google, yeah google can, can afford that so uh after right, stepping, right wasn't there uh, a game oh sorry i was gonna say no, was there a video game recently that was so bad that gamestop was giving it out for free um did you guys see that i saw a news piece on this the game came out and it was literally so horrible, and people were returning it left and right that GameStop just didn't charge for it anymore. Let's see. I haven't heard of that either. Oh, Babylon's Fall? Is that it? Yes. I don't recall the time. Yes, yeah, so the PS5, PS4 flops, Babylon 5. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's on the gamer. Uh, Babylon's Fall is reportedly being given out for free at GameStop. The yeah, one person still playing Babylon's Fall might have a few friends to embark on an adventure with before the game is shut down for good. As if anyone fancies picking up a copy from GameStop, where employees are reportedly handing the game out for free to anyone who asks. <laughs> that sucks. That's terrible. And, that you, game is and that you play the game on that Google network. Right? <laughs> so it's like double whammy. But after staying back for several years, E3 returns in June 13th through 16th, 2023 at the Los Angeles Convention Center. The E3 Business Day runs from June 13th through the 15th, while the general public can attend E3's game days on the 15th and 16th uh, for E3 game days. So... Yeah, if everyone's excited to go to like the San Diego Comic Con of uh, video games, E3. I've had fond memories of watching the game showcases and stuff at E3, and I'm glad to see it come back. I kind of want to go. It's on my bucket list to go there one year, but we'll see. Is this one of the uh, only uh, video game, the major video game uh, conventions? No, C2E2 I mean, they have video game convention. No, they have PAX. Like, PAX is a big video game um, convention. But, like, as far as, like, seeing new release showcases and, like, what games that are coming from the big, like, AAA developers, E3 is is pretty much the big one. The big boy in the block. Like I said, it's like the the San Diego Comic-Con of of video game I mean, I've I've watched E3 a couple times. So, I, I, I know what it is, but... I didn't know if there was other ones. I didn't. I thought maybe C2E2 was a kind of half comic and video game. I mean, it it might be. I've only ever heard 
of like the comic book side of C two E two. So you might be right, but that's just uh, I just know E three because like I said, that you see all the new release AAAs from Bethesda and Xbox and um, right. Naughty Dog and like you said, you know, you, you said you've seen it so. All yeah, big, they uh, they stream it all over YouTube when it, at yeah. that time. So and Twitch yeah. and oh yeah, everything like that. But all right, that's it for video game news. We're gonna talk some shows. Let's get into our reviews of this week's uh, She Hulk. Ish, where are you, Ish? I need a synopsis-ish of She-Hulk. Are you still watching She-Hulk, Sticks? Yes. What did you think of this week's episode of She-Hulk? I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, entertaining. My son actually stayed around to watch it with me. But he thought really? it was funny. Interesting. Um... You like the way they portray they they portrayed Manbull and Porcupine and I was all right with it. I didn't think I wasn't expecting too much if whatever cameo character they have in this show. So I I thought they were kind of right on point with what they did. Ish, did you watch She Hulk this week? I did. I did. I couldn't even finish the episode. I'm so done with the show. Oh man! Ah, uh, you couldn't. You say you can't give me a synopsis ish of the show. I can give you like the first half synopsis. All right, give me a synopsis of the first half of She-Hulk. Oh fuck! I don't even remember <laughs> what happened. Oh yeah, um, she spends a lot of time, most of the time, checking her phone to see if her new, or perhaps not her boyfriend anymore, has texted her back. Oh, and then there's a side plot about. Um, Abomination perhaps having a parole violation and her and this complete fucking bumbling cop who just was eating cake. I don't even know if that's the weirdest thing. And then they go and they hang out at Abomination. So has this like meditation retreat ranch thing going where I, you guys were already talking about um, Bull Dude and the dude who's obsessed Man, with yeah. that. He's not a matador. He's a swashbuckler. Some real like D minus level Marvel characters, which yeah, gives cool. us our, yet another mutant in the MCU now because he's technically a mutant. Yeah, I don't know. For me, the only like Tim Roth is such a great actor. You know, I'll watch him in anything. But other than that, oh my lord, this show just for me the last three episodes just has have gone to like unwatchable level for me. <laughs> Joe's Doolin says, full synopsis, She-Hulk bangs, gets ghosted, sees Abomination, <laughs> gets therapy from Abomination. We found out, surprise, her boyfriend is a bad guy. Pre- pretty much. And I like, like right after the, I watched the episode, Hartman hit me up and he was like, all right, am I the only one that finds it hard to believe that She-Hulk can't lift, just pick up her Prius? Why is she waiting for a tow truck? Why doesn't she just pick up her car yes, and exactly. carry it to the mechanic or carry it home you know um for me this episode kind of changed my opinion on this show like i was i was 
defending it and saying it's a good show for what it is. But watching this episode really hit me like I turned to Aaron and I said, it, it's terrible that you have a show where the side characters are more interesting than the main <laughs> character. <laughs> like they do so much to, re- to remind you that this is her show, but it doesn't feel like that because she's pathetic. You, you get a throwaway character like Madison and she explodes. And now people <laughs> want to see a Wong and Madison show more than they want to see the rest of She-Hulk. We've got what, like two, three episodes left, and Daredevil still didn't even show up yet. Like, any any notion that this show has anything whatsoever to do with the John Berg comic book run is out the window. This the only thing it has in common is the name She-Hulk. Someone's green, no, it, and she's still a lawyer. In the Otherwise, breaking of the fourth wall. No. No, yeah, that it, that's they don't they completely misuse that. That has they don't even it's nothing but, like the comic books whatsoever. Throw that notion out the I, window. She's not even she's superhero. She's not even a hero. The last three episodes, she's just a pathetic whining. Oh my god, my boyfriend crying. That that wedding episode was I couldn't believe I actually sat through that. You know, getting drunk, throwing up. Now they're just montages of dancing, singing in the car, checking your phone, looking for cell phone signal. Like, th- what does this have to do with Marvel whatsoever? That's my question. Yeah, and it, Nothing. <laughs> to me, it kind of steers into the stereotype now, too, where, like, every episode, she's, like, thirst trapping. So she's, like, throwing herself at at yeah. dudes in the, the Tinder episode and just sleeping with that dude right off the bat. And then she's going on multiple dates with this dude and you see him bang out with her and it's just like, all right, so how many more dudes are you just going to throw yourself at like in this, this show? Like I feel, I don't know, this just, just, I think this episode finally just pushed it over the top for me. Like I was defending it. I was like, it's not a terrible show. It's not a bad show, but I think just the, like I found the fact that Emil Blonsky being like this self-help guru and leader of this like little cult or group, whatever he has. I don't want to call it a cult, but this little group was amusing. Yeah. That the rage monster abomination is helping people work through their problems. Like that to me is funny, but remember they're not a gang. Yes. They're yeah. If you talk to his parole (laughs) officer, they're not a gang. (laughs) Don't tell them they're a gang. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't tell them. Yeah. But I just, like I said, it's it's not off. It, it's really not often you find that in a show, a main character is way less interesting than throwaway background characters. I, I would watch more episodes with Donnie Blaze before I ever want to see another episode of her going on another date and getting ghosted again. I would no, like no, no. to see it. I'd watch a standalone episode with and Madison and Wong test. before I ever want to see this again. So it's... It, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hoping after this episode, this puts that whole she's kind of sleeping around trope away. Hopefully that she gets that out of her head and she goes on to do something else. Because you're right, they have been doing that a lot in this series. And then, you know, the first time it happens, she gets, oh, well, 
you know, she Hulk's hot, but Jennifer's not my type. And then she meets a guy that's into Jennifer and he's a scheming dude and just wants to steal her blood and, and working with the Hulk, the Hulk King. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this movie is was knowing that, you know, what's going on with Captain America, new world order. I, I get a feeling this movie is driving towards the plot of Captain America, but yeah, I, I will say if this if this was a movie, it not done very well at the box office. No, no, it wouldn't have. It'd probably be worse than <laughs> I mean Iron Man two or three. Getting it for free on D plus, meh. Going to the theater, I ain't going a second time. No, you're lucky I went the first. Right. So I just this show it, it's got what I think it's one or two episodes left. I think it's only nine episodes. Maybe it's ten. I mean, I've given up on seeing Daredevil. I don't even care. I almost hope he doesn't show up. Yeah, how many episodes? Sticks? Yeah. I want to say it's nine. I think it's I nine. Thought it was, I think it's nine, but it might be ten. Uh, let's see. If only we had tool at our disposal that could tell us. <laughs> I feel bad for the actress. Like She's giving it her all, and She's got to just work with the nine. She committed to nine 30 minute episodes. And they even stopped giving us uh, after credit things. Yeah. I feel like this is more, this is more a show about the life of the writer than she Hulk herself. I think that's what we're experiencing is whoever writes the show. That's her life. And her, her, her dating world, and then it's just basically all just yeah. Here, that's my life, but except you know we're gonna call it She-Hulk. And I, like, I don't want to. For me, like, I like seeing the struggle of her becoming Hulk, She-Hulk because she didn't ask for it. It happened in a freak accident, so she's still right. struggling with her life of being Jen and She-Hulk and where that's gonna take her because she just wants to be Jen, but the world just wants her to be She-Hulk. So I get that and I like that. I, I don't need to see like her ghosted every other episode. Like, all right, it was fine that first episode. Like, you felt for her after that dude's like, sorry, I'm just not into you. You felt for her a little bit because we've all been there. But now, like, the ghosted things, I'm sure we've all been there too. But it's just like now they're just like shoving that down your throat. They're shoving down yeah. your throat that she's she picks shitty dudes. Yeah, and... it's become her guy of the week. Yeah. Pretty much, it's it's more yeah She's exactly. She's a fucking dating this week. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Parker. She's a train wreck, and awesome. somehow she's gonna be an Avenger. Okay, there's a big bridge to cross there. But your mom says this is hard for me to admit. Uh, for me to admit, because I really fucking hate Hawkeye as a character and Jeremy Renner is in general, but Hawkeye show was way better. I agree. Hawkeye was way better than this. They can't all be hits, right? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, they can't all be hits. But... Yeah, but this feels uh, like almost but... rock bottom for Marvel, you know, since 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 I, Iron Man. Like, I, find I, I feel between this and Thunder, we've seen the worst so far. I feel bad. Do you think for, it's I, the comedy? Do you think the comedy's killing it? Like, is it where it's, it's the writing funny or? It's just yeah, the it's not hundred percent the writing because 
I yeah, think, we've had comedy but, throughout all the MCU. It's the writing. It's it's so amateur. Well, we've had so it, not the stories we, that Marvel. The comedy is all about. that we get in the movies are, you know, there's like, um, in okay. like an in, you have to be in the movie to know what the the comedy is pointing at, right? Where this is a straight up like uh, uh, rom com type, where it's all comedy. Where the, the the main thread of the movie is comedy. Yeah. Sure. The, you know. the the premise of the of the show is She Hulk is a comedy. It's a sitcom. Right. Right. So that's why I'm asking. Do you think comedy for MCU like this can work again? I mean, it's not working now. I would say no. But I mean, I don't with think sharper writer. This. I mean, this could totally have worked with sharper writing. I mean, writing that I feel right, is just right? not self-obsessed with someone, you know, you think when John Byrne wrote She-Hulk, like he inserted himself into that story? No. <laughs> but he had the imagination to be able to come up with that run without him having right. to be, you know, this character or representative of this character. Right. I would it's definitely a lack see. of imagination. For a show that's supposed to be about lawyering, I'd like to see more lawyering. Right. Yeah, we get to see her um, paralegal now, like take over, sitting cross-legged on the table, <laughs> right? <backing> away. <clears throat> I mean, it, it when they when it first came out, a lot of people were comparing it to Ally McBeal, right? It was going to be like this Ally McBeal show. Yeah. If you would have gotten even two of the writers from Ally McBeal for this, it, w- it probably would have pushed it up a lot better. And I don't... Maybe. I would never, ever fucking watch Ally McBeal. I don't think I could last, like, five minutes into a show like that. So even saying that, it's like, that's still not what I want to see my Marvel. <laughs> but that's just me. Right. I mean, really, we're in seven episodes. What has she done? What what has happened in this show that like further yeah, the moves we, the MCU? The only thing that we really know is that someone's after her blood. That's all. That's all we know. She defeated Tatiana's villainous trademark scheme. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was the big conflict so far. Yeah, and got in a wedding fight. Yeah, yeah. Got that wedding episode so so bad. Yeah, I didn't think it would get much worse in the wedding episode, but and I again I like I like this actress. I think she's doing the best she can with Yeah, what she's got, she but... I feel yeah. I feel bad for her, you know. She yeah, I liked her in Orphan Black. Did you guys watch Orphan Black? No. Uh I did not. No. It was a good show. I think she <laughs> won a couple of Emmy Awards for that. I believe she did, yeah. Cardi West and so uh, (laughs) did the guy have sex with her on a period Uh, is that how he got her blood because they took my idea Peter Parker Pan says good question (laughs) I don't think so I bet you he waited she's asleep and stuck her with the needle and and took her blood or maybe he's just gonna like take the used condom back or something like it's got her DNA on it yeah, because yeah, they don't really show you what he does. They just show you taking those uh, pictures of her while she sleeps. Right. 
and posting it on something or sending it to someone on that website that her oh, yeah, paralegal yeah. called her about or I can't remember what it's called. We hate she Hulk.com. Like, yeah, it's amazing for someone who's been she Hulk for a couple of weeks. She's got that much internet hate already. <laughs> like what, what are people hating her for? Because she, she got Hulk powers. Yeah. That jealousy. Well, why don't right. we have that? I want Hulk powers. Uh, yeah, Jordan Dillon says, Origin, thugs for hire, try to beat her up. Intelli- intelligence plot to steal blood. That would take 35 minutes tops or seven episodes in, right? Like, yeah. And you had the supposed wrecking crew, and their leader is now repenting his sins at the compound of Emil Blonsky. <laughs> and to the point where she felt she needed to do a fourth wall break to do a previously on him. Which I'll admit, yeah, I'm glad was... they did because I didn't remember that dude at all. I was like, who the fuck is this no. guy? She gets all pissed off. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, who, who is this guy? Where, what is this about? And then I'm glad they did the previously on because it's like, oh, yeah. All right. That just goes to show how tossed away that was until they just were like, well, we're going to make this previous event come back around and fit in the plot. So right. my hope is that that gets out there now. That picture gets out there, and the fact that her blood is stolen gets out there, and now she's trying to stop it. So now she's going to do some superheroing, and that's when Daredevil, Matt Murdock's going to get involved. Because we've, we've all seen the clip of him flipping over the car on the rooftop with her, so we know he's coming, but my fear is that it's going to be a mid-credit, last-episode type deal, and that's yeah. all we're going to get. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna end up showing up in New York, right? Or is he gonna be in LA? Yeah, she's got to go to New York somehow. That's true. Or he's over, you know. Unless they do the um, fuck, who I can't remember who was writing it, but there was a. I'm pretty sure a few years ago there was a Daredevil run where he was in San Francisco. Um, instead of New York, like he left New York and was in San Francisco. So unless he's going to be in L.A. for something, maybe him and maybe him and Foggy just had to have a boys' weekend, so they went to to L.A. and shit got crazy and just started popping off. Do, do some blind surfing. <laughs> yeah, some some boogie boarding or yeah. yeah. Dude, one of them's dating that uh, the drunk chick from that other episode. They hooked up at a nightclub. Oh, Madison. Yes, Madison <laughs> yeah, and Foggy. Are, yeah. <laughs> They should totally go meta and bring back um, uh, John Favreau's Foggy Nelson and not the Mighty Ducks kid. But they already, I already know they're bringing back the Mighty Ducks kid. What's Ish eating tonight? Yeah. What's your house in tonight, Ish? Made some hot dogs. Ooh. There we go. Very nice. <laughs> Zaggy says they went for a San Francisco treat. Fine. Two of the rest of Yeah, I mean that's all I'm gonna talk about. She Hulk. We can move on to let you you're watching the show, aren't you, Six? I am. You guys can go to town on the latest episode of Rings of Power. 
That's I'm ashamed to say She-Hulk's the only show I'm caught up on. And that's really? You haven't watched the new Rings of Power? I, gotta watch the, I, have I didn't have time today to watch the new one today. I watched up to the last two episodes yesterday. What? Well, okay, so we've heard Max and Ish go on and on about it. what. What is your thoughts on this show so far from what you've seen? I don't think it's bad. I just... I don't know. I don't see um, what the because it's a right now it's two years two year show. So this, obviously the guy that's in there now, we know now that he's not uh, Sauron, the leader of the orcs um, from the last episode. <coughs> Excuse me, but I don't know. I. I'm enjoying it enough to keep watching it. So, Go, I like Galadriel. I, I like the actress they have for her. I don't like a lot of their fight scenes, but yeah, I I can't get past the f- half of the first episode. Still, I'm just mm-hmm. I have zero interest. I like the Lord of the Rings. You gotta give it more than just half an half an episode. I'm just not a Lord of the Rings guy. Like I I like the movies enough, but like I didn't like it enough to dive into the extended lore. Like I don't really care about about any of this. Like I started watching it just because of the the hype train that was behind it. And I was like, this is kind of boring to me. Like I'm I'm good. I don't need to So this theory is is for and have to because it's not really based on but this is for like people who've read the book and seen the movies. This is, you know, this is an immersion series into the history in the past of Lord of the Rings. Um, so I get that you're not, you know, into it because you probably never did. You read the books? I've I've read the the yes the original books yeah. All of them. I mean, you read mm-hmm. the, the trilogy and. Okay. Yeah, well, I've read so, The Hobbit and then the, the trilogy, and that's that's where I stopped. I didn't go, like, okay. his deeper lore and all that. Okay. But even having read those three books, that could that made you, you know, that's enough to make anyone a, a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, you read uh, the I, most important books. I liked it for what it was. I don't really care to go back and explore the lore more. So... But all right, I, I found yeah. that I found I've had to tune out all the internet negativity regarding, um, you know, how book accurate this is, because we know, you know, whatever their situation, whatever they can use and they can access, and even stuff they access, they can access from the books. It can't be anything like yeah, the right. previous movies. So whatever. So yeah. I'm fine sure. with that. So my my concern now is. All right, this is an absolute Tolkien gospel. Whatever is it? Is it just a good show? Yeah. The, the the thing you have to remember, if you did read any of the books that this references, the timeline in this series is sped up, so everything that happens is happening in a um a one piece time span. Whereas in the books, it would have happened like maybe a hundred years. I think apart. more is it the Second Age, like thirty five hundred years. Something like that. Yeah, so we're like yeah, we're just, speeding through like three millennia. Yeah, so they're just they're they're going through whatever happened in that age in a condensed timeline to 
make it fit. I mean, no one's going to sit through a, a 3,500 year timeline and be like watching all 12 hours of Shogun. Yeah. Well, I, I praise the dudes that are sitting there like you two that are willing to sit there and watch it, but not me, man. I feel like it comes out on Thursdays, right? Fridays. Fridays. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Well, probably Thursday for you guys. I think it comes out at midnight here, nine your time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Joe, Joe's doing says I remember beating up kids who like Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, we'll go ahead and move on to Ish's segment. Little Star Trek with with Ishtavan. Give us the lowdown on what's going on in Trek, Ish. All right. Hey, I even brought my glasses so I can read this now. Right. IDW announces a new Star Trek Strange New Worlds comic book tie-in. This is called the Illyrian Enigma, and it will see Pike on a crusade to prove Una's innocence. So this takes place, this is an in-betweener between the season one and two of Strange New Worlds. Uh, season one ended on the cliffhanger with Una, also known as number one, being arrested because they found out her she had these illegal genetic modifications so as they say this comic book is an exclusive comic tie-in set between seasons one and two with una accused of unlawful genetic modification by starfleet captain pike sets out in search of evidence that could prove her innocence so there you go this comes out december 21st 2022 so you know i guess i, I mean any Star Trek comic, and I'm getting it. So that's that's a no-brainer. But, you know, if you're a fan of the show, and they have been doing this, filling in the gaps and stuff with comic book tie-ins, and it's just fleshing out the story more. So you can't really go wrong. So when you mention uh, genetic, it makes me think they might tie in, like, Khan or Botany Bay. Well, that is, yeah. She's one of the race of the augments. Which have been outlawed. Okay. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, I know some Star Trek. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't really have much more to add on that, on, you know, on, at least until the comic comes out. But, there and you this go. is going to tie into that new series they just launched? Well, it tied to, it directly bridges season one and two. Oh, of the TV series. Of the TV series, yep. And okay, I love I that I Matt found this one gift. Of the comic books. <laughs> this, is the, this is the greatest Star Trek GIF ever. Uh, so what's next? Paramount Pictures, Star Trek. So JJ Trek Part 4 loses its December of next year release date following the departure of director Matt Shankman. Matt Shankman was the director of WandaVision, he was ostensibly hired to direct J.J. Trek 4, 
Now he's leaving that project to direct the FF movie. So I guess that leaves Paramount and that movie in a bit of a lurch. They've released it from the schedule. And the latest big screen issue was previously slated to bow theaters next year. Christmas next year. So obviously that is not happening. Do you think JJ comes back to to helmet? I hope not. Please no. 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 This movie didn't really get off to a good start when the actors didn't even know that they were making the movie. Right? Yeah, well, it's one of those things you always kind of assume there's going to be another one, right? And the actors are like, well, until they've actually signed on the dotted line, they're not in the movie. But why wouldn't they be? If it's if it's moving forward, of course they're all gonna they're all gonna be back. So I guess now they got to find a new director. Right. Terribly, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Sam Raimi. They keep resurrecting this stupid Quentin Tarantino thing. Oh yeah, his, he said he, he R-rated Star do, Trek. Yeah, he wants to do the next generation meets Pulp Fiction in space. Like that just sounds like a disaster. Or do it because so they'll make it part of canon. Yeah, I was like, okay, but not like as long as it's not an official. This is the new Star Trek movie. You know, will will we get the green slave girls in his version? Yeah, you, more than likely. They should let Seth MacFarlane <laughs> do it since he's got the Orville, which is basically Star Trek. So, have you ever watched that show, Ish? I watched the first season. Um, I've heard the newest season, which has been just like streaming only, has just kind of gone right down the tubes. So there probably won't be another one. I watched the first season. I haven't watched past that. Yeah, I didn't watch, but it was all right. <clears throat> I've only seen the first episode of the new season, so I don't it's know how bad it is. It's no trek for you, huh, Ish? That is correct. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it. That's all I have. That's the end of the. What happened to this? I, I thought I thought our story was the Shatner story. I you pulled the Shatner story because I didn't know how much there was for you to really talk about. Yeah, because I was gonna be like, "Well, it's not really a Star Trek story, but hey, it's William Shatner. The dude's fucking ninety-one years old. He was just in space. He's on this show, a show that I would the never singer. watch. Yeah, apparently, you wear the... a costume and you sing, and then mm-hmm. the celebrity <laughs> judges have to guess what celebrity you are, which I don't even yeah. know how that's possible. And then some knight on a horse, and it was William Shatner. Yeah, he was the knight character I mean, in the new season of um, The Mass Singer. I mean, but... Shatner doesn't really sing, right? He just kind of talks. No, he does. He actually has albums in the seventies. Yeah, but they're all like, they're, aren't they all like? I, don't know, I only well, remember the one. The closest song, spoken his... word, like. Yeah, you know the closest like someone like William Shatner would get to being a rapper, <laughs> but apparently he sang on the show. I don't even know what song he's sang, but Ish owns all of his albums. Actually, I do on vinyl. <laughs> he's got two copies. He's got oh, one, dude, some, yeah. Look up on YouTTube. He's got some William framed right over his Rocket bed. Man. William Shatner's cover cover <laughs> version of the one I'm thinking Man of is amazing. And I like your I mom's cool. comment that she wants NC-17 Star Trek with Elliot Page as Captain Kirk. What is with your mom and Elliot? What is with all these people on Elliot Page? That, I bet you Tarantino would <laughs> definitely direct that. No, I, I think she wants NC-1701D like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> 
Interesting comment. Shatner has a great album with Ben Folds released in the early 2000s. I did not know that. And Ben Folds is fucking awesome. Now I'm going to have to find this. There you go. Now it looks like you got some some things to do tonight, huh? (laughs) Well, other than your mom. You'll eBay and buy buy yourself some Ben Folds. (laughs) (laughs) The nice setup for you there, Ish. (laughs) Hey. What's going on? It all came from William Shatner, yeah, and his energy. What, so what's uh, <laughs> what's going on in the world of who, Stick Boy? So we're still waiting on um, a date for the new season to start, which is coming up here in October. The not in the season, but the the sixtieth uh, anniversary, um, where she's gonna regenerate into the new Doctor. Supposedly. Is she going to do that on, during the Christmas special? No, the Christmas special. I haven't heard about a Christmas special yet. I don't think don't, they're going to do a Christmas special this year. Don't they do one every year? Because I feel like that's where all the doctors they have regenerate in the past. Christmas yeah. special. So, is the new doctor the going to be two... Harrison Ford? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it will not. Uh, so this this time around, they're they're doing a. Um, centenary special for the bbc 100 years of the bbc that comes out in october and then next year will be the uh, 60th anniversary of doctor who um that'll be a one episode uh in november that's the one where like uh, the, david Tennant and matt smith are coming back for right that's usually the one that they come back for yeah that um just finished filming last month So they'll have that ready for November of next year. And then uh, the new doctor, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Nakuti Gatwa, uh, he will start filming this winter, I believe. That's crazy that they're already going into a new doctor. Like, I feel like they haven't been on this current doctor for that long. And so the doctors are usually only around for three seasons, not even really three years, but three seasons, uh, where uh, the longest uh, run was uh, Tom Baker, the fourth doctor, who was there for seven. But he was so popular, they didn't want to let him go until he became what they say is, you know, too hard to work with. And they, they wanted to get rid of him after that. You know, the way everyone always says, you know, who's your doctor? That was for me was number four, Tom Baker. Number four. He's, what, he's the most popular in uh, the U.S. because when um, PBS started showing it, that's where they started. They started um, with the end of the third into the fourth doctor. David Tennant for me. Tennant, Tennant's great. I mean, there's no, I mean, I got his the Day of the Doctor poster here with Tennant and Matt Smith. Um, but you'll get no argument that he's a good doctor. Then they went ahead and basically like Deus Ex Machina everything with Peter Capaldi because wasn't he originally supposed to be the final doctor and that was his last regeneration and now all of a sudden he can just keep regenerating again? Right. Well, so they went through a couple of things where um, he was supposed to be the last one and then 
because they did the Day of the Doctor with William Hurt as the War Doctor that pushed um, Matt Smith to be the last regeneration. Mm-hmm. And then, so they had to give him more regenerations at that point. So they gave him a, what at the time was another life cycle of 12 regenerations. Whereas now with the, the 13th Doctor, now they're saying that she can regenerate as many times as she wants. So I don't know what they're going to keep uh, going forward. Um, the old, the, the original, well, not the original. The, when they first came back in 2005, the showrunner then has come back um, to take over Doctor Who. Going forward with the new Doctor, um, with his production team is not going to be filmed through it's going to be in cooperation with the BBC, but BBC isn't going to be um, filming it. It's going to be at their, what they call Bad Wolf Studios. Bad Wolf is a Doctor Who term that they use in the show. Um, so I'm excited because I liked uh, that showrunner. I haven't liked a couple of the showrunners. I like some of the stuff they've done, but not everything, which goes, you know, that's any, any show really. You can always find fault with something. Do they show Doctor Who at the same time and here it's like on the same date as it's shown over in England or um, normally, yeah. So I think the last time it's been it's like you know, it's like two thirty in the afternoon here and it's like seven o'clock there or whatever yeah. it ends up being is you know, the time difference. But it's like it's a, it's the same day though. Yeah, yeah, it's the same day. It might not always be the same time. A lot of times, like, the first episode will be played at the same time as the BBC broadcast. Mm-hmm. And then going forward, a lot of times, they push it to, like, 8 o'clock. Okay. On BBC America. So, that's cool. Sounds like uh, you got a lot of Who stuff to come up. You gotta start your own who cast right yeah i am working on a some kind of um like a little not a podcast but like a uh segment for doctor who so that's all in the, the works all the who's down and whoville yeah where it's so tall large, and small yeah where it's larger on the inside yeah <laughs> What uh, what good came out in the shop this week, Ish? What's what's everyone going after? You know, actually, it was kind of a it was a slow week for us for new comics. Um, other than the polls, you know, polls are always you know you love the consistency of the subscribers, but we didn't have a lot of people come in very excited for any particular comic. I got to be honest with you, other than uh, action comics, and with the you know the, the touting the return of Cal El. We even had a cu- couple people come in and just be like, you know, I heard Superman's back. I'm not really into comics. Like, what am I supposed to be reading something? And I was like, yeah, action comics. So I know actually, so where comics, did he go? Uh, it's not a sexy comic. You know, it doesn't get talked about a lot. If you watch a lot of the speculation podcasts, I don't know. I never hear of them referring to action comics. But with us in Scottsdale, that's people. Want, people were glad that's something <laughs> that that's an issue like 1047. 
now had has a storyline that that's that they want to check out and so, be part of. So where did uh, Cal L go? Cal L went to so they had what was called the War World Saga, and it was a bit kind of Planet Hulkish. So he's basically like a gladiator on a distant planet, and during that whole time, his son was had the title of Superman, you know, back on Earth. Okay. Um, so not, you know, so that comic book has sales are not doing well at all. So I think they made the decision to bring Kal El back and make him back. Superman again. All right. So really, that was kind of the buzziest book, interestingly enough. Hmm. Um, Anything hey, caught your attention to that? I the that Fortnite book isn't selling good for you guys. Medium, it's not selling anywhere close to what we ordered, which has been a disappointment. So when that first issue came out, it's always and it was madness. The phone would not stop ringings, and then it just kind of cooled off. Yeah, um, aftershock had a good book out this week. Uh, if you were able to find it, I know a lot of short stories in uh, order have you up on it. With a one shot called Hell is a Squared Circle. Oh, yes, that fan. was in a prestige format. Yeah, that yeah. was a good read. Um, I, I don't know. There's just something about that damage control book that I'm I'm digging. I like just seeing like the stories of like everyday man in the same world as all these superheroes and and things like that. Uh, the was it the roadie from Dark Horse was a good, yeah, read. Tim Seeley. And again, yeah, there was kind of a cool book from uh, Declan Shalvey, too, um, Old Dog, mm-hmm. about a uh, disgraced CIA agent just kind of going on one last mission. That kind of looked like it had some really cool, gritty art. Um, now nah, we didn't sell many of those either, but... Um, I picked up the Ninja Turtles Armageddon game. I haven't read that yet. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, Thor 27, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, the that's Thor and Venom team up. Yeah, yeah, the final issue of Miles Morales Spider Man out this week. Issue forty two. I didn't even know that's the final issue. Really, that's the final yep. issue. Mm-hmm. They're relaunching in uh, <laughs> November. I know this. Yeah, probably, huh? <laughs> I mean, you only run a <laughs> shop. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm just fucking glad when the comics arrive and they're in shape what? that I can put them on the shelf. I I hear you. And then you had like the worst super or Spider-Man cover ever drawn by John Romita Jr. In my opinion, that was pretty bad. Um, but and his judgment one off with Gwen <laughs> Stacy. So, I mean, Jr. hasn't really been doing good art for years in forever. Man, I couldn't tell you the last time. There was some was probably, stuff that he did. But. Well, I was going to say probably like before he started doing kick-ass. Like it seems like, like I've said it before. Once he started doing kick-ass, he was like stuck. And uh, oh. yeah. Drawing that that same it style. Yes. To do that independent stuff, right? Yeah, well, he went to DC and started drawing uh, action comics, I think. And that and that and that was like rock bottom for him. That was that was literally the worst work he's ever done. Like faces were just like line, line, 
Yeah, they're all like super blocky. So I feel like his current Spider-Man stuff is like a million steps up from that action comics. When I saw that, he's like, oh, he's actually finishing faces. Except for <laughs> when you look at like Gwen Stacy and she looks like a dude in drag. Yeah. Like it just doesn't. That's, that's that's Lola Stacy. Yeah, it's a clone. It's a Gwen Stacy. It's one of Norman Osborn's Gwen Stacy clones. But yeah, Joe Dune, they are bringing it back. They're putting Miles back in the original red and black suit. And I think it, like I said, I think it's November, December, the new issue number one comes out. But yeah, that is the final issue. 42 is the final issue of the current run. So, solicited as the last issue? What's that? Was it solicited as the last issue? I believe so, yeah. But. I mean, if not, that would be a reason why Ish didn't know it was the last issue. Trying to help you out here, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes they don't solicit it, and then by the time it comes up, oh, yeah, this is going to be the last issue. That's possible, yeah. Like they did with The Walking Dead, where they even, like, listed three issues ahead of the final, and then was like, this is it, that's it, we're done. Strategery on that on their part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at the height of the TV show, <laughs> which I think that's what they're doing with the TV show. You're hearing all these spinoffs coming out, and you're seeing artwork for them and all that. Like, I yeah. I think the Daryl Dixon spinoff show is 100 percent a misdirect, and they're doing exactly what the Walking Kirkman did with the Walking Dead. They're telling you they're making these shows, and then they're going to kill them off, and you're not going to see that show. So I really mm-hmm. think that's 100 percent a misdirect. Well, I think you guys said it on here. I said, why announce these spinoffs while the TV show is still going? Right. I mean, that way you know they're still going to be alive or, you know, or is it going to take place at a different time frame of the, the show now? They're going they into the, the Walking Dead multiverse. Yeah. You know, they, they find some time tunnel somewhere and they try to go back in time to stop the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Ish, did you hit up any good shops on your trip to Canada? I, I actually went to my childhood LCS, which is Silver Snail Comics. And funny enough, the day I showed up, it was their 46th anniversary. So that nice. was like, yeah, I was, I was like, this was meant to happen. So I did. I picked up some books. Um, as you can see, your mom in the comments, she picked up uh, a Bendis Trade Goldfish. They had a big sale going on. I talked to a little shop with the owner. So it was cool. Did they recognize you? No, they didn't. <laughs> Did you mention to him that this week's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is the final issue? You know, and the and the guy was like, "I didn't know that," and I was like, "How you been open? <laughs> how you been open forty six years?" But I mean, that's Not great. Forty six that. years is that's huge in this business to still be open. How do you know? Uh, there's probably that? only a handful of shops in America that can claim that, or America, North America. The world. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, good so stuff. if you guys ever go to Toronto or just want to look it up online, Silver Snail Comics. Yeah, when I go in November, maybe I'll look at classic. Up. Yeah, they're on Queen Street in downtown Toronto. Yeah. Tell them Ish sent you. And he'll be like, who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy a couple months ago you talked to about Spider-Man's yeah. last issue? 
<laughs> and he's like, I didn't even know. It's, I mean, it's crazy how the the span, like even your guys' shop gets. Because when I was in Hawaii uh, on the Big Island, I was talking to a guy who ran a comic shop out in Hilo, and he knew Bill, and he was talking to me about Bill. He's like, oh, he's like, where are you from? I was like. Uh, Phoenix. And he's like, oh, I know a guy who owns a shop in Scottsdale. His name's Bill. And I was like, yeah, I, I know Bill. And we got to, sh- to talking in, in that way. But it, yeah, it's kind of cr- cool how your guys are shot. And, and, I, and I remember telling Bill the story. And before I even finished, he was like, oh, I know. It's so-and-so. And like, he totally <laughs> right? knew who, who it was. Yeah. So it's crazy. But All right. Well, I want to thank Sticks for jumping on and uh, helping me bail out the sinking ship and ish i appreciate you as always my friend and i appreciate I everyone in the chat i have a, I have a grind my gear segment oh sh- go and for it's it fucking legit. i forgot about you when you're you grinding what, my gear segment you know what grinds my gears when agp does a james bond segment it's and ish uh, isn't there that grinds my gears <laughs> You guys, last week I'm watching the show and you guys start talking James Bond and I almost fucking fell off the toilet because that's when I do all my best AGP watching. <laughs> that's a great picture. I wonder who got it. Yeah. I know. Now, how dare you, Matt? How dare you? What? I didn't. You got to look at Mr. Pepperoni for that, Mr. Brick Oven Pizza Hunter. Because I know you did it while the news was fresh, but come on, I'm the James Bond guy. You, here. you could have come on live from Toronto's uh, Snail Mail Comics or whatever it was called, and done the segment. Wait, yeah, snail you could have got in on your little <laughs> your little cell phone. What the name of the shop? Was I knew it was Snail something. Pull out your cell phone and come in through via, you know, on location. So that's on you. Well, either way, my feedback is I agreed with Max's comment and I wholeheartedly disagreed with Matt's comments. Uh, I don't even remember what my comments You were. said there doesn't need to be any more James Bond movies. You're oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely no. stand so, by yeah, it. That's, nope. I absolutely stand by that comment then. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely stand by that comment. There doesn't Anyways. need you anymore, James Bond. I thought you were going to talk about your flight grinding your gears. I got over that. Oh, if I had come on on Monday, I would have been ranting and raving. Yeah, on the way back, going through U.S. Customs, it was fucking like seven-hour long lineup. It was madness. And then even going through uh, security, going through the x-ray machines, right? You take your shoes off. You put them in the basket. Nobody's allowed to fucking touch those baskets. Yet when my wife comes out, one of her shoes is gone, and it's someone in somebody else's basket. <laughs> And that's madness. That's why we're at, at, on our way to running to a lineup that's seven hours long so we don't miss our flight. Like, it was insane. But props to the other way, coming through Sky Harbor in Phoenix, like, they are the model of efficiency. Those employees are always on point. That was a flawless experience coming through. And I get it, Toronto is a huge, major international hub. So you're saying Canadian customs yeah. is better than U.S.? But good Lord. That was what an experience trying to get back into the country. Next, next time, just fly to Detroit and drive up the St. Catharines. There you uh-huh. go. I mean, you were driving, crossing the bridge. If I'm going to Detroit, I got to stop through. at Buddy's Pizza first. 
Windsor. Go to Windsor. Why do you got to go buddies? Buddies? You hating on buddies? No, I'm just asking why you want to go to buddies. That's probably like a top 10 pizzeria in the world. And have you had Jets pizza yet since they've been out here? I have many times. I love Jets. Jets dude, dude, I love that. Yeah, Detroit style pizzas. Good, good stuff. And good pizza on Buffalo, man. Buffalo, New York has some amazing food. And they have to because that city's miserable. So the people got to do something to keep do themselves happy. And they eat good. Damn, sticks. Are you people? Are you guys miserable there? Well, I'm not in Buffalo, but I mean, did you go to Anchor Bar in Buffalo? They could get some good wings. Oh, man. Yeah. Anchor Bar, the chicken wings, the pizza, the sandwiches. Buffalo, Buffalo, New York knows how to eat. I know you went to yeah, a our, you, went, you went to a preseason Bills game, time. right? Yes. Yep. I went to did see you, them play. Somebody, uh, Denver. They played Denver. Did you partake in any of the uh, Bills mafia shenanigans? Like, did you jump through a table? I, I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not. I'm not uh, uh, a Bills mafia card holder. <laughs> you're you're not a create. You're not part of the that crazy mob of bills mafia that that that, that culty sect of bills fandom yeah <laughs> joe's Doolin says buffalo has great dive bars yeah 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 but well I, I will make sure to make an executive decree to pepperoni that he's to never put 007 or james bond news stories on when ish isn't here that's right. Thank you. Thank you. So no Bond. No Star Trek without Ish. Yeah, no Star Trek without Ish. God forbid. <laughs> no, you, you know what? Actually, you can do Star Trek without me. I would love to see that. Just No. Because <laughs> then we're going to start talking about William Trek. Shatner on The Masked Singer. And I was like, I saw that. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. This isn't Star Trek. I'm not putting this on here. But that's just you know how it rolls i guess sorry to disappoint i will you. i will say one thing for you ish before if you if when you do come back the next time over in ticonderoga um right by uh, uh yeah, yeah they have the star trek the star trek uh, exhibit the, there james Colley. yeah star trek exhibit yep yeah yep, have know, you ever been to that, that? I have not, but I'm very familiar with it. I know Shatner like, makes a yearly appearance there. A buddy of mine runs it, and I've never been. So I, James I Colley? Yeah. You're friends with him? I've known him for a long time, yeah. Nice. See, it's a small world. That guy used to play uh, Captain Kirk in Star Trek New Voyages. New Voyages, yep. And he's a very well-known Elvis impersonator. Like legit. Yeah, I, my my wife's a big Elvis fan, and I've always wanted to take her. I never, we never get because he always plays uh, like um, Foxwoods, and it's kind of far to drive, just for a concert. But yeah, and we were out that this, way, and he was playing. I would go. Yeah, and then you got the Star Trek set that he's created, the the original bridge, like down to like the most yeah, minute detail. Working on next generation now too. Nice. I'd like to go out there one day and check it out. Make a whole trip. Just even hang out at Lake George. That's, that's so beautiful, upstate New York. 
Yeah. Star Trek. Come on nerds. by. Star Trek. Nerds. <laughs> uh anyways. All right. Well, I want to th- again thank you for hopping on. Thank you, Stick Boy, again for jumping on thank last minute. Absolutely. Thanks to Joe's Doolin in the chat, your mom, Aaron, Zaggy, um, Cardi West, aka Hartman, um, Peter Parker Pants. Uh, guys, make sure everyone else who stopped by, make sure to check us out tomorrow night over, well, right here and on Renovision for Saturday night special as we have a big, big, big interview. Um, tomorrow we're going to be talking to the writer of um, the Aftershock book, Samurai Doggy, that came that has two issues out now. So that'll be a good time. And we got a lot of great stuff lined up tomorrow night on Saturday night special. So you can tune in here or Renovision at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, or 5 o'clock Pacific, or sorry, no. What time do we even go on? 5 Pacific. So 5 Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Right. I'm saying 30 because this show, but yeah. Um, So we'll have a good time tomorrow night over on Saturday Night Special, but I want to thank you guys for hanging out and spending your Friday night here, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks Come all you freaks and geeks Let's listen to Absolute Geek Absolute Geek We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks Spread the cheeks And drink some Cosby wine (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine It makes me feel real fine See you next time on the Absolute Geek.